Okay. Praise the Lord. Oh. I want us to go. We're going to uh, look here. Look at your index here just a moment. I, just, I like covering this because it's important. You know, it's, you know, notice this is your Bible. Look how short it is. These are all the Bi- books of the Bible. There's not millions of them, is it? No. What do we say? There's 66, almost like the same as a piano, 60 something, whatever. Maybe more or less, whatever. Beginning to end, Genesis, Revelation. And as we begin to realize in our own personal life, these are not fables. It was not written by just one person or whatever. And it's not about the person. We always, you know, if you get a a study book or something, it always, they'll say the author and then they'll bring up some stuff. I mean, we want to know what they said. Okay. But anyway, when you see Jesus over here in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we hear about Jesus and his stories, the Sermon on the Mount, whatever, all these things, he says, he mentions Noah. Ooh. Well, that's in Genesis. He mentions Abraham. That's in Genesis. He mentions Moses. Well, he ain't in Genesis, but he's in Exodus. And then Jesus is on this mountain one day, and Elijah shows up. Moses shows up, and Peter, James, and John, three of the disciples were there, and Jesus was there. And Jesus' clothes was glowing. And now you got Moses here. Well, that stuff never happened. Yeah, it did too. Anyway, then you get the stories of uh, down here uh, where Paul wrote letters and stuff. And they just assume we know these things are real. All about Abraham and uh, Moses and whatever. But anyway, let's pick up on something in the book of John here. I want to start here, I think, chapter 2. Let me go to chapter 2. Let's get around here. Yeah. Oh, just praise report. I mean, I just knew. I click on it. right. What I want you to see is this. John chapter 2, verse 13. This was right after, notice this, and the wedding, after the wedding, remember he changed the water into wine, remember that? For a few days with his brothers and his, his mother's brothers and disciples. He left there, Capernaum. Then it was time for the annual Jewish Passover celebration, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. The annual, hmm, yeah. Yeah. And as you know, if we kept on going down here to uh, when Jesus gets, oh, there's another one, look at this, look at that. Six days before the Passover ceremonies. And what I'm driving at here is it never happened. It did happen, but there's so many voices out there like, well, I don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. I watched the movie last night. And the one, one of them made a comment about, they were just sarcastic about it. Sister Mary, such and such. And he goes, well, I don't believe in that stuff. Uh, and That's just the stuff of today. It's so common today. I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in that stuff. We're just a glob of flesh. In other words, we're, we're parasites. We're bacteria. You know, we're just... It's evolution or whatever. And that is a total religion. Evolution stuff is. There's, there, uh, anyway, let's keep going. But anyway, six days after the Passover. Uh, let me see what's going on. That's in the 12th chapter. Jesus, yeah, look, here we go. This, that's what I want to say. Jesus knew on the evening of the Passover would be his last night on earth. Lord, don't mention Passover. Oh, yeah, because it happened. So let's go back over here. And this takes place in the book of Exodus. Now, um, Exodus is 40 chapters long. And I'm going to just give you a little heads up right here. Exodus chapter 1 is a list of everybody that's in, um, in Egypt at this time. Total genealogy. Exodus chapter 2, you've got a family, you know, Moses' mom and dad. They had a little baby, Moses, whatever. And anyway, you know the story. He's in the reeds in that little coffin-looking thing floating around, and they 
Pharaoh's daughter raises him. And she calls him, remember what she called him? She called him Moses, which meant to draw out. We can't have that because it never happened. Oh, yeah, it did. It's just very hard in our society today to say there was nobody by the name of Moses. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, all this stuff happened. Every bit of this happened. But anyway, so he flees for his life at the end of chapter 2. Because remember, he was trying to help the Israelites and he killed an Egyptian. Then the other Israelites said, hey, you're going to kill me like you killed that other Egyptian. And oh, Moses fled for his life because Pharaoh wanted him executed. At the end of chapter 3, <clears throat> Moses is now in the land of Midian. You know that, of course, and it's real fast. This stuff goes this fast because Exodus means exit. We're exit out of Egypt, a place never happened. Oh, yeah, it was too. It was. Ramses, we've heard of Ramses. And we'll take historic information about that and very little details on it. The Bible's full of it. And we think that little details that they say, not us, but it's got more gospel in it than what we see in the Bible. But it's, it's not true. This is true. But anyway, so... So Moses is in the land of Midian. Remember, he's keeping his, his new father-in-law, his new father-in-law's sheep, you know, and he's up on the mountain and a burning bush. And I counted yesterday when I was reading through it, you know, he told the Lord no five times. And, no, man, don't send me. No, no. See, Moses, it, 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 which is another thing about grace. It was not Moses was such a hot rod. You know, Moses claimed, he said, I'm no order. I can't, I can't, I can't go before Pharaoh. God said, yeah, you can. Anyway, he finally convinced him to go. But anyway, so by the time you get to the fifth chapter here, he's back before Pharaoh. Well, he's actually telling the Israelites. Let's pick up on it and see what we're at. Let's see. In the fifth chapter. Oh, yeah. After this presentation to the elders, Moses and Aaron, chapter 5, Exodus, verse 1, went to see Pharaoh. They told him, we bring a message to you from Jehovah. Remember? Let my people go. Yeah. Uh, he says, let my people go. They must take a holy pilgrimage into the, out into the wilderness for a religious feast and worship me there. Is that so? Of course, he said, yeah, you forget it. And he made life basically horrible for the Israelites. Okay, so remember he said, get back to your jobs, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then it was really terrible. Now, uh, at the end of five, let's pick up a little details here. Yeah, the Lord said, hey, go back. Uh, no, remember, what, look what they said. This was the Israelites. They were mad at Moses. May God judge you for making a stink before Pharaoh and his people and giving them a chance, an excuse to kill us. Moses went back to the Lord. Lord, he protested. Yeah. How can you mistreat your own people like this? Remember, this is day one. Why did you ever send me if you, weren't going to, if you were going to do this to them? Ever since I gave Pharaoh your message, he's only been more and more brutal to them. You have not delivered them at all. Now, we can't read this 10 years from now. There was no such thing as a marker as chapter 6. Here it is. Now you will see. Now, what happens here is if we don't go back and look at the stars, the moon, and the sun, and the creation and stuff, we start getting, just we start, you get depressed. We don't remember the good things the Lord's done. We forget this stuff. This was an annual uh, festival, feast that they were told to do. It reminded them of this. But yet we're told today it never happened. Now you will see what I shall do to Pharaoh, the Lord told Moses. He must be forced to let my people go. He'll not only let them go, but he's going to drive them out of this land. I am Jehovah, the Almighty God, who appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, that's just authenticated Genesis again. Did you know Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? There's 50 chapters in Genesis. They show up at the, actually they showed up in the 11th chapter, the very last part of, of 11th chapter. 
If you look at Genesis 1, 2, and 3, creation. Creation again in chapters 2. It's just a recap of what it took place. And Adam and Eve running around with no clothes on, okay? Chapter 3 is when they fell. Chapter 4, you know, is Cain and Abel. The first two sons. One kills the other. Chapter 5 is a genealogy. Chapter 6, it's flood already. So the Bible's real concise and laid out perfectly just like a map. So anyway, so by the 10th chapter, excuse me, the 11th chapter, you've got Abraham. And all the Abraham going all the way and his descendants all the way to where we are right here. Let my people go. I entered into a solemn covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give them and their descendants the land of Canaan. See, that's what God told Abraham in the previous book. We're just told to fall asleep and don't pay attention to this. And then it makes it easy for us to have unbelief. Now I've heard the groanings of the people of Israel, now in slavery to the Egyptians. Uh, and I remember my promise. Therefore tell the, the descendants of Israel that I will use my mighty power and perform great miracles to deliver them from slavery and make them free. That mighty power is still ours today, working for us. Anyway, and they'll know that I'm Jehovah, their God, that's rescued them from the Egyptians. Okay, now, Moses is going to say, yeah, right, right, absolutely, I'm with you. Uh, Moses told the people what God said, but they wouldn't listen anymore because they were too dispirited after the tragic consequences. This was just the day before. Anyway, Moses said, uh, so the Lord said, go back to Pharaoh and tell him he must go. Look, look, what, look what Moses did. But look, my own people won't listen to me. How can I expect Pharaoh to? Look at that. I am no orator. But boy, the Lord ordered him to go in there. Now here it hits the fan. Wow. I tell you what, Moses picked up real fast. Now, in chapter 7, uh, we're going to skip 7. Uh, it's just, um, the, the Lord just points out, he's saying, hey, look. Look, you just tell Aaron everything I say. And Pharaoh, uh, and demanding that the people of Israel be allowed to leave. But I'll cause Pharaoh to be stubborn, to stubbornly refuse and I'll multiply my miracles in the land. Okay. And then he says, I'm going to crush Egypt with a final disaster. Okay, that was the Passover. The Egyptians will, look at that. The Egyptians will find out that I am indeed God when I show them my power and force to let my people go. Okay, notice, look at that. Moses was 80 years old. Aaron was 83. Now, the rest of that's a genealogy, just a short one. Actually, it was the names of the people that were coming out. Here we go. Next day, the Lord said to Moses, go again to Pharaoh. Say, Jehovah, let my people go and worship me. If you refuse, I'm going to send vast hordes of frogs across your land. Skipped a part, didn't I? Let's go back one just a second. I want you to see it. So, um, he went in there. This is where he went in there. He went in there. Uh, Aaron threw down his rod in Pharaoh's court, and it became a serpent. Well, Pharaoh called his sorcerers, and they did the same thing. Their rods became serpents. But notice this. Aaron's serpent swallowed theirs, <laughs> but Pharaoh's heart was still stubborn and he wouldn't listen. Look at that, just as the Lord predicted. Notice this, the Lord pointed this out. He's trying to say, hey, look, do you see him? See, he's still turning his heart. I, want you to I told you. Look. Moses starts making the connection that God Almighty is God. Nevertheless, the Lord said, go back to Pharaoh. Here's the time frame, second day. In the morning when he goes down to the river, and here's what you know is going to happen. That whole place turned into blood. Turned into blood. Never happened. Well, why is Jesus going to the Passover feast if this stuff never happened? And remember, Passover meant pass over the death angel. Well, why do we celebrate something never happened? Anyway, so here we go. Everything turned to blood. Wow, the fish died. The water became so foul, the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. It never happened. They want us to believe it never happened, but it did happen. Wow. Anyway. 
Then the Egyptians dug wells along the riverbank to get drinking water because they couldn't drink from the river. Look at that date. One week went by. So now we have about a week's of time and maybe two days maybe. The Lord said to Moses, go again to Pharaoh. Let my people go. If you refuse, I'm going to send vast hordes of frogs from one end to the other. Now remember the purpose of this was the Lord was showing the world his power. They're going to come out into your houses, your bedrooms, right into your beds. Every home in Egypt be filled with them. Well, that's not real Christian-like. This is history. Yeah. They'll fill your ovens and your kneading bowls, and you and your people will be immersed in them. Look what happened. Then the Lord said to Moses, instruct Aaron to point his rod toward the streams, rivers, and pools of Egypt, so there will be frogs in every corner. He did. Frogs covered it. Look at this. The magicians did the same with their secret arts, and they too caused frogs to come upon the land. All right, sure. I bet you there's a frog in this pot. Hocus pocus. Oh, a frog in there. Right. I'm... Now, if that's so, look what Pharaoh does. Pharaoh summoned and summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with God to take. No, don't plead with God. Talk to your sorcerers. Tell them to get rid of them dead burnt frogs. No, they knew. Pharaoh knew. Uh, my sorcerers can't get rid of these guys. Be so kind, tell me when you want them to go, Moses said, and I'll pray the frogs will die at the time you specify. One more night with the frogs. Look at that. <laughs> you know, you Google that, somebody wrote a song. One more night with the frogs. Well, it never happened, so why'd you make a song? It, it, it did happen. All right, Moses replied, it'll be as you said. You'll know that there, look at that, you will know that no one like our God. This industry is so important, and that's why it's good practice when you're inundated with some problem or whatever. Maybe it's a car bill, maybe it's some major thing. Go over and just say, okay, turn the water into blood. Frogs. And even if you mess up the order, who cares? You're, you're sitting there thinking about how great your God is. And remember, he did this to get you out. And he wanted you to remember it and to tell your grandkids what this Passover is all about. And then why on earth Jesus died of the Passover? See how it all connects? Now remember, if you hadn't found out already, there were no frogs in your town. Praise God. I ain't got to take a little bad with the good. No, you don't either. There were no frogs in the, in the land of Goshen, which was where the Israelites were. All right, Moses replied, it'll be. Okay, frogs will be destroyed except in the river. Moses there and went from the presence of Pharaoh. And of course, Pharaoh's heart got hard again, which was by design. Tenth chapter of Moses, Paul writes about this. The Lord actually said God raised up Pharaoh for this. He told Pharaoh, got to use you here, boy. Why do you reckon he made Pharaoh do that? Pharaoh found out who the Lord was. He did the same thing with Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, who the Lord was. Anyway, so Moses and Aaron went from the presence of Pharaoh, pleaded with the Lord concerning the frogs. And the Lord did as Moses promised. Dead frogs covered the countryside and, <laughs> and filled the nation's home. I don't know if you've been around a dead frog, but look at the next verse. They were piled up in great heaps, making a terrible woo, stench throughout the land. When Pharaoh saw the frogs were gone, he hardened his heart. And he refused to let the people go. Yeah, we knew that was coming. Well, Moses did too. Look at this. He told Aaron, strike the dust of the rod with your rod, it'll become lice. You ever look at a lice up close in a magnifying glass? That's nasty. You talk about dinosaurs, that thing looks like one. Okay. So Moses did as Aaron had commanded. Suddenly lice infested the entire nation, covering, look at that, covering the Egyptians. Now why didn't it say the Israelis? Uh -uh. And their animals. Then the magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. Boy, they look at that. This is the finger of God. 
they said to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh's heart was stubborn. He wouldn't. Okay, so we got the Nile. Well, we got the snake turned, or the rod turned to a snake. We got the blood in the Nile. We got frogs. We got lice. What's next? Up early the next morning, go with Pharaoh when he goes to take a bath. Say to him, let my people go. If you refuse, I'm going to send swarms of flies. I don't know if you've been around some flies that bite, but man, some of them suckers bite. They hurt. You go, ow, what was that thing? Anyway, your homes will be filled with them. The ground will be covered with them. Now, this is not mediocre. Why? I just wish I could prove to my friends that Jesus is real. That's your fault. You should be able to tell him that you're free from cancer. You're free from all kind of heartaches you've ever had. And you could go anywhere in the Bible and say, "Let me." I, 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 I'm trying to figure out what verse I want to tell you about Jesus. Don't, don't do some promise of what somebody else said. You know how great your God is. I mean, we have everything. But David, 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 David. Everything in the Bible. David, David, David. David. You find out David lived to be an old man. And he promised as he was dying, he told his wife, I swear by the Lord who delivered me out of all my problems. Your son Solomon, he's king. And David made it happen. Anyway. Okay, but it'll be very, look at it. Here it is. It'll be very different in the land of Goshen where the Israelis live. Praise God. I'll tell you what, I, if you want flies in your house, have at it. But you know, I'll tell you what, if you're getting mosquitoes and stuff like that. Or, no flies will be there. Thus you will know that the Lord, that I am the Lord God of all the earth. You know what I could do with that? He's still the Lord God of all the earth. All you got to do is tell him, Lord, I believe you. I'm tired of these stupid flies. I don't know where they're coming from, but get them out of here. We're having a picnic, trying to eat watermelon, stupid yellow jackets everywhere, you know. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, if you don't believe that, you probably don't believe this, but thank God we do. Look at this. I'll make a distinction between my people and your people. All this will happen tomorrow. Isn't that something? Man, no lice, no flies. And God said, I'll take care of this. Oh, but, of course, we know that God's people are holy. Weren't they holy? There was not a rascal among the bunch. Yes, there was. Oh, man. They already cursed Moses. Why don't you leave us alone? And, boy, they're going to get mad at him later, too. Jehovah did as he promised. So there were terrible swarms of flies. Look at that. In Pharaoh's palace. And in every home in Egypt. Like I said the other day, I was riding down the road. And I, the stupid big old bumblebees in the back of my Volkswagen. I'm... And when I come to the first stop, whoosh, out the window. And you better believe I said, praise the Lord. And I didn't think it was strange. I didn't go nuts going, oh my God, first miracle I ever had in my life. I was expecting that. I was also sort of expecting I might get stung, you know, but I kept saying, praise God, you're going to keep me safe. And all of a sudden, whoo, out the window. Okay, Pharaoh hastily summoned Pharaoh, Moses and Aaron and said, all right, go ahead and sacrifice to your God. Hey, but do it here in the land. Don't go out in the wilderness. Moses replied, that won't do. Our sacrifices are hated by the Egyptians. If we do it in front of their eyes, they'll kill us. We've got to take a three-day journey wherever. Okay. So, all right. He said, but don't go too far. <laughs> right. Now, hurry and plead with God. Remember, there's flies everywhere. It, came, it looked like Pharaoh had a beard. He was just covered. Okay, I'll ask him to cause the flies to disappear. But I'm warning you, you must never lie to us again, promising to let the people go and change your mind. Moses went out from Pharaoh. Asked the Lord to get rid of the flies, and the Lord did it. Got rid of the flies, didn't he? Wow. Notice that's the end of that chapter right there. Wow. But Pharaoh hardened his heart. Here we go, chapter 9. They're going to be out by, by 12. I mean, excuse me, by, by 11, chapter 11. Go back to Pharaoh. Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, demands that you let 
his people go to sacrifice. If you refuse, I'll send this a deadly plague this time. Now watch this. Here's another distinction. It ain't going to be the Israelis' cattle. It's going to destroy your cattle, horses, donkeys, camels, flocks, and herds. But the plague will affect only the cattle of Egypt. None of the Israeli flocks will ever be touched. Now, if you were reading this, drinking coffee or having breakfast or whatever, and you started catching this on the third or fourth disaster, and you knew this was to show the world that he's almighty God, you'd be like, praise God, I'm going to be fine. Lord's going to take care of me. Of course he'll take care of you. Anyway, the Lord said that plague will happen the next day, and it did. In the morning, look what happened. All the cattle of Egypt began dying, but not one of the Israeli herds was even sick. <laughs> praise God. Quit worrying about your dog. I know my dog's getting old, but praise the Lord. I'm like, Lord, keep old Chaz together for me. Pharaoh went to see whether or not it was true that none of the Israeli cattle were dead. When he found out it was, uh, was so, then his mind remained unchanged and refused to let the people go. Moses, anyway, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take ashes from the kiln, have Moses toss them in the sky as he watches, and they'll spread like fine dust over Egypt and cause boils. Woo, woo. Notice, again, this is not going to get on the Israelis. People and animal alike throughout the land. They took ashes from the kiln, went to Pharaoh. He watched. Moses tossed them in the sky. They became boils and broke out on animals alike throughout all Egypt. Now look what happened to you magicians. I mean, magi magicians here. The magicians couldn't stand before Moses because of the boils. You know, they probably were all over, you know. Jehovah Pharaoh hardened Pharaoh's heart and his stubbornness. Uh, anyway, and he refused just as the Lord predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, get up early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh and tell him that Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews says, let my people go to worship me. Oh, what's going to happen now? This time I'm going to send a plague that will really speak to you and to your servants and all the Egyptian people and prove, look at that, prove that there is no other God in all the earth. I tell you, this is why all this stuff is suppressed. And this is one reason why the Lord wants us to keep hearing it. Keeps us out of trouble. We know who God Almighty is. Okay. Now look at this. I could have had you killed by now. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. I wanted to demonstrate my power to you and to all the earth. That's why we have it today. So you still think you're so great, do you? Defy my power. Refuse to let my people go. Well, tomorrow, about this time, here comes that hailstorm. Woo, buddy. Man. Oh, look with the, <laughs> Remember, this is real history. So look what's happening in the background. I'm going to send a hailstorm across the nation such as never been since Egypt was founded. Quick, bring in your cattle from the fields for every man and animal left out in the field will die beneath the hail. Look at 20. <laughs> Remember, you're, Pharaoh's not by himself. He's got a lot of workers that work with him. Captains, army. Boy, they were terrified by this threat. They brought in their cattle and slaves in. They knew, oh my God, I'm going to come on in. Those who had no regard for the word of, the, of Jehovah, they just left him out. Well, too bad for them. Anyway, Jehovah said to Moses, point your hand toward heaven, cause the hail to fall throughout all Egypt upon the people and animals and trees. So Moses held out his hand and the Lord sent thunder, hail and lightning. It was so terrible beyond description. Never in the history of Egypt has there ever been a storm like that. All Egypt lay in ruins. Everything left in the fields, men, animals alike was killed and trees were shattered and crops were destroyed. Now let me jump ahead to the book of Judges. Oh, actually, note to the, when Joshua went into the promised land, the whole promised land knew this took place. There were people on foot that ran over and said, you ain't going to believe what just happened to Egypt. They knew about all this devastation. Anyway, the only spot, look at that, the only spot, here we go, this is the fourth time we see this, 
Without hail that day was the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel lived. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses, said, I finally see my heir. Did you notice Moses didn't have to drive up in an armored car? He walked right through it and never was touched. I've had that happen before. Ride on my motorcycle. Here comes a big old thunderstorm. And I found a path to get home. Didn't even get in the rain. Praise God. Anyway. And other things. Life storms. Not just riding around on a motorcycle. I'm like, this is probably going to cost me my job. Never cost me my job. (laughs) Praise God. God took care of me. Anyway. Jehovah said, all right. No, yeah. No, he said, Jehovah is right. I and my people have been wrong all along. Beg God to end this terrifying thunder and hail, and I'll let, uh, let you go at once. All right, Moses replied. As soon as I left the city, I'll spread my hands out to the Lord, and the thunder and hail will stop. This will prove to you that the earth is controlled by Jehovah. But for you and your officials, I know. See, Moses is on a roll about it. Do you know how many times has Aaron spoke? <laughs> Aaron's there, but Moses has got it. Moses is, you know, he's figured this out. You know, Moses is not his chicken anymore, is he? He figured it out. But as for you and your officials, I know you won't obey him. All the flax and barley were knocked down and destroyed, for the barley was ripe and the flax was in bloom, but the wheat and the emmer were not destroyed. They were not yet out of the ground until the locusts get them in a minute. Moses left Pharaoh, went out into the city, lifted his hands into the heavens. Of course, he got beat to pulp. No, he didn't. It never touched him. He's walking around. There's no hail everywhere, but it's not hitting him. The hail stopped. The rain ceased from pouring. Moses, uh, Pharaoh saw this and his officials, you know what happened. They sinned yet more. End of that chapter. So Pharaoh refused to let the people go. All right, here we go. Wrapping it up. That's about the seventh plague right there. Moses said, the Lord said to Moses, go back again. Make your demand on Pharaoh. I've hardened his heart so that I can do more miracles demonstrating my power. Look at that. That's where we are today. What stories you can tell your children and grandchildren about the incredible things I'm doing in Egypt. Tell them what fools I made of the Egyptians and how I prove to you that I'm Jehovah. Remember David wrote years later, 500 years later, and said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Man. So Moses and Aaron requested another audience with Pharaoh. <laughs> you know, Pharaoh dreaded to see him coming. Jehovah, the God of the Hebrews, said, how long are you going to refuse to submit? Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse, tomorrow I'll cover the entire nation with it. Here comes them locusts. You won't even be able to see the ground. They'll finish destroying everything that the hail, everything that escaped the hail. They'll fill your palace and the homes of your officials. Now think of officials here in a minute because these officials are going to speak up. Watch this. Never in the history of Egypt has there been a plague like this. Then Moses, look at that. Well, that's Christian-like. He stormed out of there. I tell you, Moses wasn't afraid, was he? He just stalked out. Look at that. The court officials now came to Pharaoh. Are you going to destroy us completely? Don't you even know that Egypt lies in ruins? Let the men go and serve Jehovah their God. So Moses and Aaron were called back. Hey, announcement. Please come back. All right. All right. Go and serve Jehovah your God. But just who is it you want to go? <laughs> Pharaoh couldn't do this. Well, we're going to go with our sons, our daughters, and flocks and herds. Moses replied, we're going to take everything, for we must all join the holy pilgrimage. Now, he says, well, in the name of God, I will not let you go. That's what he says. Yeah, you're not going to take your little ones. Pharaoh retorted, I see your plot. Never! You that are men can go and serve Jehovah. That's what you asked for. And they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. 
And the Lord said, okay, Moses, here we go. Raise your hand over the land of Egypt to cover, to bring in locusts. So, they, so they'll cover the land, eat everything the hail left. Man, whew, I've seen some big one of these things. The Lord lifted his rod and Pharaoh caused an east wind to blow all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. The locusts covered the land of Egypt from border to border. It was the worst locust plague in Egyptian history. And there will never be another one like it. They destroyed everything. Locusts covered the face uh, of the earth, blotted out the sun so that it was darkened. They ate every bit of vegetation the hell left. It's like, man, them stupid tornadoes that just raked across Alabama. This was just worse. Not a tree, not a plant throughout all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh sent an urgent message for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I confess my sin. Here we go again. Against God and against you, forgive my sin only this once and beg Jehovah. Remember, it's still taking place. They didn't clear out. They're still chomping around him. Get rid of this deadly plague. I solemnly promise I'll let you go as soon as the locusts are gone. Moses went out from Pharaoh and treated the Lord and sent a very strong uh, west wind and blew them all out to, uh, into the Red Sea. All right. There was not one left, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. All right, we knew that. Jehovah said to Moses, lift up your hands toward heaven. Here comes darkness. Darkness will descend. Anyway, there was, it was so thick for three days. During all that time, the people scarcely moved. Look at that, look at that, look at that. But all the people of Israel, they had light. Woo-hoo. Then Pharaoh called for Moses. Hey, get the lights back on. Go worship Jehovah, but let your flocks and herds stay here. You can even take your kids. No, we got to take our flocks for the sacrifices. Not a hoof will be left behind. We must have the, our, we must, for we must have sacrifices for the Lord. And we don't know what he's going to choose when we get there. Boy, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart again. He wouldn't let him go. Look what he says here. Get out of here. I don't ever want to see you again. Here goes. Look at that. Pharaoh shouted at Moses. The day you do, you'll die. Moses said, very well. I'll never see you again. Notice you can't quit reading there. Here it is. Then the Lord said to Moses, right then. He said it right then. I mean, the Lord's with you. I'm going to send one more disaster. In fact, they'll be so anxious to get rid of you, he'll throw you out. Tell all the people of it. Look at this. Tell all the women, men and women of Israel to ask their Egyptian neighbors for gold and silver. What? For God caused the Egyptians to be very favorable to the people of Israel. And Moses was a very great man in the land of Egypt. Wow. Remember, this is all ours today. And was revered by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. Now Moses announced to Pharaoh, Okay, about midnight, I'm going to pass through the land. All your oldest sons are going to die in every family in Egypt. From the oldest child in Pharaoh's heir to his throne to the oldest child of his lowliest slave, even the firstborn animals. The wail of death will resound throughout all the entire land of Egypt. Never before has there ever been such anguish. Look at that. But not a dog. Look at that. Not a dog will move his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Have we got it so far? Do we think Jesus will help us today versus the rest of the people out there? If we trust the Lord, and we are, it's very simple. We just trust the Lord. Take care of us. He will. Then you will know that Jehovah makes a, here it is again, distinction between Egyptians and Israels, Israelis. All these officials of yours are going to come running to me. Remember, he's standing there telling this to Pharaoh. Bowing low and begging, please leave at once. Take your people with you. Only then will I go. Look at that. Then red-faced, excuse me, missed it. Then red-faced, unchristian-like, isn't it? No, oh, it was very Christian-like. Red-faced with anger, Moses stomped out of the palace. I remember Pharaoh's been saying no, no. And yeah, send them. Uh, no. Right after God clears it out and makes it great, no, they're not going. Boy, Moses, he stomped out. 
The Lord said to Moses, he ain't going to listen. This will give me the opportunity to do mighty, power, mighty miracles, demonstrate my power. Now, I'm going to skip ahead here because I got to cover this right here. Notice this. From now on, this month and the first will be the most important of the entire year annually. On the 10th of this month, everybody's going to get a lamb. In other words, he's talking, this is Passover. Okay, now I'm going to skip ahead because there's another little phrase here. Um, oh, let me back up here. So what happened here? Um, the, uh, so the people of Israel did as Moses commanded. That night at midnight, Jehovah killed the firstborn sons. Boy, it happened. Boy, it hit the fan. Pharaoh said, get out of here. Go serve Jehovah. So they did. Wave upon wave of men. They all left. Now, I want us to skip ahead because notice this. Uh, here is chapter 13. Now, they just left. They're on their way out. Dedicate to me all the firstborn sons. Every firstborn male animal, they are mine. But now you get to buy them back. It was like 20 bucks. Even if you couldn't afford it, you could do it. Because God didn't want human sacrifice. Mm -mm. This is a day to remember forever. The day of leaving Egypt and your slavery. For the Lord brought you out, look at that, with mighty miracles. Practice telling you, go back and read them. And tell yourself that this happened. And you watch what happens to your problems. They fall apart. Because what are you doing? You're obeying the Lord. You're remembering these things. And God's going to say, hey, Myrna's mine. And the angels are just all doing all kind of stuff for Myrna. Because she's reminded of the Lord what he did. Look at this. He said, here it goes. Now remember during the annual uh, celebration of this event, don't use any yeast, don't have any in your home. That was because they don't have time to make bread. You were out of here in that big of a hurry. That's so cool. I want to catch a little verse right here coming up. When Jehovah brings you to the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, you know, that the land promised to, okay, milk and honey. Seven days you're going to eat nothing without yeast. Okay. Don't have any yeast in your land. Okay. Let's see. Uh, during these celebration days, you must, look at that, explain to your children. But now what do we do? Well, it's the Easter bunny. And then we try to match up with science. Well, science is, is you know, uh, uh, son, you just have to have faith. The stupid teachers are telling stupid things in schools that are not even, they're not real. Still show the same table about evolution. You know, they got it now. We're com we come from birds. <laughs> stupid. And there's T-Rex flesh. There's also, not only is there T-Rex flesh with blood cells right now. Google it yourself. We got Triceratops bone flesh too. And they're going, how could that be here 60-something million years? Nah, we're at 6,000 years. Grand Canyon. They call the Little Canyon, uh, Little Canyon where St. Helens blew up. That canyon was made in three hours. It's a duplicate of the Grand Canyon, except on a smaller scale. And they photographed that one, scratched their heads, and they still say the Colorado River carved out the Grand Canyon. No one. There's a lake above Grand Canyon. I didn't even know this. Guess what it was called? Grand Lake. Hello. It overflowed during the flood and crashed through and tore out all of that. If, if you go out in your yard with a hose... And start watering your ground. And when the ground starts falling apart, you'll make your own Grand Canyon. You just look at it and go, hmm, yeah. And it did it in a few minutes, didn't it? Same structure. Anyway, let's keep going. This annual Memorial Week will brand you as this unique people. Wouldn't you like to be branded knowing Jesus knows I'm here? Yeah, and see, it's our responsibility. Uh, let's see. Uh, just as though he had branded his mark of ownership on your hands and your forehead. Wow. See, you're explaining this to your children. So celebrate the event annually. 
Praise the Lord. It's almost like I need to make sure I teach this at least once a year. Wow. And remember, when the Lord brings you to the land, he promised your ancestors long ago where the Canaanites are living. All the firstborn sons and firstborn males belong to me. You're going to give them, uh, and you shall give them to him. A firstborn donkey may be purchased back with an exchange for a lamb, whatever. Okay. However, you must buy back your firstborn sons. Now, the reason he did this, say, like, oh, I am. I'm the first, well, my sister, but I'm the firstborn son. I'd be like, whoa, dad. But I would have heard the story. And it's a, it's a yearly and annually and a forever reminder that, praise God, God got me out. Here, here, here's again. In the future, when your children ask you, what's all this about? With mighty miracles. We do not want to forget that God does mighty miracles and he still does them today. When you read the book of, well, keep going forward here, it's history. God told him, Moses told him, he said the same miracles that he did for you here in Egypt, he's going to do for you in the promised land. Wow, and he did. Boy, they wiped out the promised land in a 10-year campaign, and it was all theirs. Oh, we better stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. These things are true. We know better, praise the Lord. Because if this is not true, then John 3.16 is not true. And Jesus never was here. Oh, we know he was, praise the Lord. We can't hide these things, and we believe it, praise the Lord. So, Father, we just thank you today. If we're facing any kind of trouble with our bodies, no matter what it is, praise God, you'll fix that. Hallelujah. You brought them all out of Egypt. There was not one feeble one among them, the Scripture says. You made them all well as they traveled. Lord, you make us well. Same thing's true financially. We saw here that you brought them out with silver and gold. Praise the Lord. You'll take care of us. And if it's some other problem, it has nothing to do with Egypt, has nothing to do with this or that, but boy, there's something heavy on our heart. Oh, we see how awesome you are, and you'll get us out of that trouble, whatever it is. The God of the heavens, the ones who created everything, you can fix whatever problem we have. So, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep details and records and tell others when they ask us about Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, amen.